Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 231, Ooh. and we're talking about exploring your backyard, traveling around your own country. And that's kind of what we've been doing this last week as we flew down from Auckland, New Zealand to Christchurch and then out and away to Kuala Lumpur where we're currently recording. Yeah, that's right. At the moment we're sitting in a hostel getting ready to fly to London tomorrow. So we're recording, you know, you might be able to hear in the background the sounds of people walking past and music and very, instruction. Very, bad Chinese pop music for the most part. Oh, it's spectacular. <laughs> so you always had a great week. We, um, like Craig said, we flew down to Christchurch, had a few days with Craig's parents and then flew out to Kuala Lumpur. The flight was pleasant, we flew AirAsia, it was really nice. And I actually managed to stay awake the whole time, which is good, because we arrived at, what, 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. And uh, you want to be able to just go straight to sleep after that. And yeah, then we got on a bus. We arrived early, so we caught the earlier bus and got into the city, what, like 11.30, something like that? And we were staying at this hostel as well. Yeah, and then uh, the next day we went couch surfing for a couple of days and uh, stayed with some hosts out in the suburbs of Kapong. And it was really cool. It was been magic. To, been to markets and uh, yoga and meditation and out for amazing food all over the place. Yeah, um, we had Indian for oh. dinner last night and then this morning we went out for breakfast. A breakfast unlike any we've ever had yeah, before. Yeah, dim sum and dim sum for breakfast. Porridge. Yeah, and porridge, like rice porridge with, with pork in it. It just seemed like the way to think of it. It was very tasty. <laughs> it was delicious. It was very good. Yeah. But unfortunately, because we have to catch the plane really early in the morning, we couldn't stay with them this night, uh, tonight, so we're staying in the hostel again. Hey, remember that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So please visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. Uh, we've also got a growing list of day tours at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours. And thanks to everyone who has done that, and thanks in advance to everyone who will, because it, it really does make a difference. Yeah, we love you guys when you do that. We love you anyway, but, you know, we specifically love you more. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a terrible parent. But when you're shopping online, visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon to, or get a free audiobook with a... Th- uh, it's gone from a two-week trial now to a one-month trial Ooh, of Audible awesome. uh, at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash audiobook. So that is a good deal, especially if you're doing what we're going to do and get on a 12-hour flight tomorrow. Yes, yes, definitely. And especially if you manage to break your Kindle. <laughs> yes, like I did. <laughs> Just before we got on the plane. Well, a day before we flew from Christchurch oh, to KL. It was so terrible. So yeah, I was, I was hitting the podcasts and the audiobooks the other day. Just listened to the, uh, the Hunger Games, and it's a very well-produced audiobook. So I think that's me for tomorrow. If, if you're waiting on the movie to come out mm-hmm. and you can't be bothered actually reading the book, the audiobook is one of the best-produced audiobooks I've listened really? to all year. Yeah, but you said it was really like 12 good. hours? 12 hours each book, yeah. And, and there's two books. There's three books three in the books. series. Yeah. Have you got all three? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So that's uh, IndieTravelPodcast.com slash audiobook. You get a one-month free trial of their program. Yeah, so maybe The Hunger Games would be a good good choice. That's, that's right. Tomorrow. So today we're talking about exploring your backyard. As we said, we've just been exploring a little bit around Christchurch in our home country of New Zealand. And we think that exploring your own country is very important. Because, I don't know, there's lots of reasons why it's good to explore your own country. It gives you an idea of where you're from, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. In a way that you don't really expect. It makes me sa- it makes me feel sorry. Mm. So, so old and kind of cliched to say you have to have explored your own country to really see the newness and the, the strangeness in other places. Yeah. But the more we 
you know, spend a year or two away and then go back for a few months and go away and come back, the more novel I find traveling in New Zealand yeah. and traveling around our own country. Yeah, there's lots, of, there's lots of cool things to do and see in New Zealand, and it's quite different to other countries. People always ask us what's our favorite country to travel around or what's our favorite country in the world, and we almost always say New Zealand, which is a bit of a jip really because, you know, we're from New Zealand, but New Zealand is a really good country to travel around, and we know that because we've done it. So, I don't know, I, I like to travel around New Zealand, I like to travel abroad as well, but there's heaps to see and heaps to do, and I'm sure there's heaps to see and do around your home city or in your home state as well. That's right, even though you might not believe that's true. <laughs> I know, it's certainly true in New Zealand. I remember reading, um, there's a, a cereal company called Hubbard's, and in the box there's like a little newsletter. So you open your cereal box, and there's a little newsletter from um, Dick Hubbard, who's the owner of the, of the company. And once it was exhorting everyone to travel around New Zealand, because New Zealanders are big travellers, we travel a lot, but we don't necessarily travel much around New Zealand. Mm. But he was trying to convince everyone to to see more of our own country. I think he's right. I think we should. Yeah, I think it's a good plan. I mean, there are many reasons why traveling around your your own country might actually work out better than going abroad. Uh, one of them is if you're limited by time or if you're limited by money as well. I mean, we're all limited by time and money. But yeah, you know. but I mean, if you're thinking, <laughs> what, what shall I do? Shall I've got like a, a week and you're planning an overseas trip. Well, as a New Zealander, an overseas trip means at least three hours on the plane, not to mention two hours on either side with customs and everything. So you're looking at kind of yeah, you eat six up at least hours a day going, yeah, there, and going there and then coming back. So that's a lot of time. If you've only got a week, do you really want to spend a whole day of that just trans- transiting, really? And uh, if you want to go further afield than Australia, then it's even more time. Yeah, I guess it's the same if you're in the States as well. Um, Even if you're jumping down to Central America or up to Canada, if you've got a short time, well, maybe you just need to make the most of it because, you know, Americans normally have very short holiday periods. But if you've, you know, got two or three weeks, that's a great time to go to Europe. Yeah. Uh, If you've got a five-day week... um, you not know, so great. Yeah. Not, not, so, not so handy, yeah. You're looking at at least a day in the air. Yeah, so that, that plane trip might eat up too many of your precious hours and also the cost of that same plane trip might uh, be prohibitively expensive as well. So, yeah, there's lots of reasons why an overseas trip might be appropriate. But staying in your home country doesn't really have to be a second-best option. I mean, there's probably thousands of people that come into your country every day, if not millions of people a year um, kind of flooding through and visiting. So what's got them excited? Why are they exploring where you're not? (laughs) Exactly. um, That's kind of a weird thing. One thing you can do is go to uh, a website like TripAdvisor and see what people are are ranking and rating and see if anything there is something you'd go and do if you're overseas. Like um, maybe it's one of the things I I found was... uh, visit the, um, the cathedral in Auckland. And Auckland has a, a Catholic cathedral and an Anglican cathedral. Um, but neither of them are super interesting. No, but I've been to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if I was heading overseas to another country, especially one in Europe, I'd probably go and see the cathedral and it would be in all of the guidebooks and something you have to go and do. And So why wouldn't I go and visit the ones in my own city? That's a good point. So yeah, there's heaps of things you can do if you're staying at home. Yeah, like Craig said, you can see the sites, the, the tourist hotspots, 
in and around your, your city and also around your country. Uh, for example, tourists come to New Zealand for lots of reasons, and most of those reasons, well, they aren't the cathedral. <laughs> most of them aren't Auckland, actually. So, you know, it's a, quite a good opportunity for us to go to Queenstown or Wellington or Christchurch. You know, it's only a flight away. Mm. So they're doing it. Why don't I do it? Sure. Uh, or head down a road to Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a city in, in New Zealand in the central North Island called Rotorua, and it's famous for its Maori culture, and they've done a really good job of, of preserving that alongside the reason that it's been a great place for people to live, which is the thermal hot springs. And um, so those two things tie in really nicely together. But it's a very famous wedding destination in New Zealand, so we all refer to it as Rota Vegas yes. instead of Rotorua. <laughs> very amusing. Another reason why it's a good idea... <laughs> the way you say that makes it seem like it's not amusing at all. Yes, it's probably just that I've heard it so many hundreds of times. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, Rota Vegas, where's that? It took me a few minutes to work it out. <laughs> yeah, that's amusing. Shut up. <laughs> So another reason why it might be a good idea to stay at home is that transport might be cheaper. I mean, looking at flights from New Zealand to Australia, you're looking at at least $150, which is super cheap, amazingly cheap, crazy cheap. And to the Pacific Islands, oh, you could probably get $600 return, something like that. So I mean, it's cheap, but traveling around New Zealand is a lot cheaper. I mean, we've paid, what, 30 bucks each to fly from Auckland to Christchurch. Mm. So I mean, that's, what, a fifth of the price of just getting to Australia. Yeah, that's right. If you put the same amount of work into getting local tickets as you would to uh, flying internationally, you can once again score some really good deals uh, when they come up, either with traditional airlines or get the lowest of the low fares with the low-cost carriers. Yeah, and I mean, when we're traveling around New Zealand, we usually go on road trips, which means that we, well, since we've got our own car, we didn't need to hire a car, so that saves on those fees. And we can usually convince a few friends to come with us and they'll split the picture with us. That's a lot cheaper as well. Yeah, and travelling with friends is something that uh, that really counts when you're travelling in your own country. Uh, it can be much harder to convince someone to go to Vietnam with you for a week than to go to the next city down the line. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, people are, are much more likely, for some unknown reason to me, it doesn't make any sense, but people are much more much more happy to go somewhere within their country for, for a week or a few days than to, uh, to go overseas. And yeah, cost comes into it, but I think there's a security that some I people so. like to have yeah, I mean, um, and not, not leaving the country. Yeah, we've travelled abroad and at home with, with our friends, but it does seem to be a lot easier to convince them to travel with us if we're staying at home. Mm. And I suppose one of the reasons is because you know the systems. You know, right. When you're travelling at home, you know how things work. You, uh, you speak the language, for one thing, the currency is familiar, and you have a rough idea of how much things cost. So if you're going to a bar, you know that the beer should cost about this, so you're not going to get ripped off as you, know, as you might do when you're traveling abroad. I mean, you get the, the new experiences without the cultural misunderstandings and things like that, which, I mean, it's part of what makes travel great, yeah. but sometimes you're just not up for it. Yeah, um, and that kind of sometimes you're just not in the mood, uh -huh. um, especially if you've been working a lot and you've got this short break, you you want to get out of the house and you want to go away somewhere and you want to experience new things. Sometimes that complete cultural break is just what you need mm -hmm. to to kickstart you and re-energize you. 
Um, but other times you just want to go somewhere different without the hassle. Yeah. And I guess if you're British, you can go to Mallorca or something <laughs> like that. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes traveling within your own country is the thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Another reason why it's good to travel at home is kind of all linked in with this last point, is that there's no currency or passport issues. You don't need to do quite so much planning. You don't need to change money from your currency to the new currency. You don't need to check that your passport is valid. Invariably find that it isn't. Get a new one. (laughs) Or not find it at all like your cousin did. She was about to head out to the airport um, on the day of the flight. She couldn't find her passport anywhere. And so she had to cancel the trip after, you know, what was it, like three hours of frantic hunting. Yeah. That's so sad. That's crazy. Yeah, those emergency document services aren't quite that emergency. Yeah. Um. And that just doesn't come up when you're traveling in your own country. No, it's true. It's true. Cool. That's some reasons that you might want to uh, explore home rather than get away. So what happens if you've made this decision and you are going to be traveling around your home city or your home state? How can you really make the most of it and be a good traveler in your own backyard? Well, in podcast 133, we looked at how to travel in your own city and how to see it with new eyes. When we first returned home to Auckland, New Zealand, after three years away, we were amazed at how different it was, how much there was to see. And we were amazed at how much we hadn't seen in our own city. So um, we thought we'd pull out these notes from the archives, since we're going to have to pull them out of the iTunes feed pretty soon, and uh, talk about how to be a tourist in your own city. Maybe, for example, you can't leave you know, your own city, you don't have enough money to pay for hotels or hostels or anything, so you're stuck home home. Or maybe you are visiting another city down the, down the way, and you want to see it with new eyes. Maybe you've been here a few times, and you want to see a new, a new angle. Yeah, well, I think the first thing that I do to get me into that tourist mode is to carry a camera with me. There's nothing like having a camera in your hand and going, right, I want to take some interesting photos of this place to make you see it with fresh eyes. Yeah. I know that walking down uh, Queen Street, which is the main street in Auckland, after we returned home, I had kind of picked up an eye for looking at city streets, and there were certain things that I looked for, like around the architecture, Mm -hmm. the facades of buildings, um, the way that people interacted on the street, all this kind of stuff that I found interesting while I was abroad. But you hadn't thought of it all before you went away. Yeah, yeah, it was a skill that I learned or a habit that I got into while we were traveling. So when I came back to Auckland, I was seeing the street with completely fresh eyes and seeing how the Victorian uh, facades were matched with the modern stores underneath or... All that kind of stuff that I'd never seen before. So wandering along this very, very familiar street with a camera and with my new kind of travel eyes on, Uh it just just blew my mind. Yeah, Yeah, I found the same. I'd never really looked up when I was on Queen Street. You know, you're walking along looking at shop fronts. And I must have looked up before, but I suppose when I came back with uh, the tourist eyes, as you said, I was looking up and seeing how cool the buildings are, and now I can't keep my eyes off them. (laughs) Smooth. Well, we mentioned this before, but um, getting a getting a guidebook, looking at TripAdvisor, um, or getting a tourist brochure, like a, a free giveaway listing book, can be really fascinating. There's yeah. all sorts of weird stuff that you'll find. And if you apply the same budget that you'd apply to going away somewhere else and have a, have a little bit of splurge kind of in there, um, it gives you a chance to go and do some really fun stuff that you probably have never thought about. Yeah, I mean, if you're staying at home or if you're visiting another city, maybe you've got a friend there who you can stay with, you might be saving on accommodation costs. And so if you use 
the money that you would have been spending on accommodation on doing some touristy activities, you can really have a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I noticed um, when we were last back in Auckland was stuff like the Auckland Jet Boat Company, um, the sea kayaking tours, stuff like that that I'd never, never seen before. And uh-huh. because I was looking at it actively as as I would if I was a traveller coming in. I was finding all, all of these cool activities and cool things to do. And then doing the new and, buses. And then going and doing <laughs> them. <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> um, use public transport around your own city. Now, you might use public transport to get to and from work every day, but if you ever just jumped off at a station somewhere and wandered around to find out what's there? Because that's something you do when you're exploring a city. You... You go, oh, we want to go there, okay, it's at that station, and you go and... You get off there and you, then you wander you around. get off, and you, you wander until you get completely lost and enjoy yourself, get completely lost and exhausted, or actually find the thing you're looking for. Um, <laughs> so do so that in your city, or do, do that in the city yeah. you're visiting, near, near your city? Yeah, that's right. I mean, just, yeah. Or you, if you know everything pretty well, get a map of the public tra- transport network, close your eyes, point to something... And then that's your destination for the yeah, next couple of fun. hours. Just get off and go and go and see what what there is to see. And don't be put off by an area that you think is kind of down market or too up market or just, just get out it. and really experience it. Let go of those stereotypes and the, the fixed ideas you've got in your mind. And um, yeah, imagine it's in a foreign country and just, just go see. Sure. Another thing you can do to see a city is to choose a theme. Maybe you don't want to do all the touristy things, or maybe you've done all the touristy things, or maybe they're just boring. I don't know. Um, or maybe you've done it all, and you've, um, you just want to see something else. Well, one thing you can do is choose a theme and explore everything your city has to offer in keeping with that theme. So you can visit all the parks within a 10K radius of your house, or all the cafes in the central business district. Um, you might need to make a list and tick them off, but, yeah, have fun with it. Yeah, it's... I mean, one thing that I like doing is going into a wine region and finding every winery <laughs> in the region and uh, exploring that way, yeah. we say. Yeah. It's great. That's a wonderful theme. Yes, I like is. it a lot. Um, but yeah, finding all the little independent art galleries in a neighborhood can be great fun as well, especially if you're in an area that's uh, traditionally seen a lot of art or stuff like that. Um, the kind of fringy neighbourhoods where there's little pop-up art galleries and things like that showing mm. up all the time. Yeah, or well, thinking about art, you could also do a, a street art tour, you know, wander mm. around the city just looking for street art with your camera, taking photos. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. We saw a really cool piece of street art in Christchurch, didn't we? Um, mm. Yeah, well, it was on the edge of the red zone, so it was right by a, one of those um, portable fences that stopped people getting in. And um, what was it of? It was like two people hugging, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very much a, a solidarity image. Um, yeah. Yeah, done in stencil. It was nice. It was. It was. Um, yeah, so do something like that, or maybe um, do a pub crawl. Um, it's always fun. Um, have a picnic at every beach. Go and find the... Uh, Go and find a supermarket that you've never been into and, and look at how weird it is. Shopping <laughs> malls and supermarkets are freaking weird They're all things. different as well. It's quite interesting. And um, they, they just, they amuse me no end. Like I go into a really? market. Yeah. Like a, I thought you hated shopping. I hate shopping. I enjoy seeing how strange and alien and, and processed uh, markets and malls are. Okay. It's, it's just weird. If, <laughs> if you look at it with that, kind of mindset like going into it as 
someone who's traveling, someone who's looking for differences, who's uh-huh. looking for what's interesting. Um, gosh, they're weird. <laughs> so another thing you do is become a collector. I suppose the street art thing is more of a collection thing rather than a, uh, uh, a ticking off a list. So you could wander around your city and collect things. So collect pictures of street arts, collect, um, I don't know, road signs, collect interesting letterboxes, or like in Malta, when we were in Malta, all of the balconies were all this beautiful wrought mm. iron. You could take photos of all those, or door knockers, or you know, just something like yeah, that. Yeah, that really, Malta is the place for doors, I doors, think. Yeah. If you're going to look for impressive doors, <laughs> then Malta's a great place to be wandering. And they had good kind of number signs, like, you know, the numbers, the house numbers were actually stuck onto the to the wall by mm. the house because they didn't really have driveways. And they were really cool as well. Yeah, yeah, that was that was beautiful. So yeah, finding finding something to collect, whether it's physical items like um, beer mats from restaurants, uh, admission tickets to, to various various galleries and parks and things like that. Um, we met someone who collects um, sugar sachets. Yeah. Um, in the cafes and, and bars and restaurants that she went to. My sister and I used to collect the salt and pepper. Um, from planes. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's quite cool. That's I don't quite know what cool. happened to that collection. I think it got thrown away. I imagine it would after all this time. Mm. Um, or you can collect photos. You can collect ideas around a theme, um, like Linda was talking about before. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did when back in Auckland with uh, with Griffin and Valerie, uh, who are travel bloggers and designers, and now are passing through Auckland, met them for for lunch and then a few drinks. One thing we did was go geocaching. Oh, that's so much fun. And geocaching is a really cool way to find interesting things in your city that mm-hmm. you've never seen before. Yeah, it's true. And um, yeah, after we looked around a couple of really areas that I know really well and we've been to a lot, um, and we couldn't actually find the caches. So they were very, either very well hidden or had been stolen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just couldn't find them. And we ended up going for a walk up into another area that I don't visit very often, hadn't been to for maybe five years or so. Was it? And uh, it's the old um, military compound and control centre up on top of Bastion Point. Oh, yeah. So instead of being at where the monument is uh-huh. for Joseph Savage, um, you come all the way around, so you're over Okahu Bay, okay. and there's a, a big military yeah, yeah. complex there, kind of like the, the one over the other side in the North Shore. Sure. Um, and yeah, there was, a, there was a cache in there, and I hadn't been there for ages. I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, well, there's uh, an example of how geocaching can, can help you find new things or, or refind places you haven't been to for a long time. Yeah, so if you want to try um, go geocaching, you need a GPS, a global positioning system. And most iPhones and smartphones have one, so you can just use that, or you can download an app for it. Yeah. Uh, you can actually get a little device that is just a GPS, which is what we used to use back in the day. And uh, you just need to log on to, what is it, geocaching.com? Yeah, I think so. And it has a whole bunch of different places and ideas, and it's all explained there. Yeah, the iPhone app is pretty expensive, but it's a really nice tie-in into the system. So if you try it a few times and enjoy it, then it might be worth paying that. I think it's about $15 to get the geocaching app. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's a bit of an outlay, but uh, it's a fun hobby to get into. Yeah, um, both we should totally do around the world. Yeah, I remember we did it in Greece that time, that was fun. Yeah, oh, oh that, that, was, that was great and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I think that's pretty much us for this week. I don't think we have much more to say about uh, 
being a tourist in your own backyard. No, Not that I'm we are really, actually being, I think it's a bit hypocritical. I really, <laughs> really like to turn the fan back on because we're in this humid Kuala Lumpur afternoon mm. and uh, yeah, we're going to go to meet uh, Gerard and Q from GQ Trippin mm. for lunch, uh, for dinner hopefully and maybe go see the aquarium and do a few more things before we, uh, before we say goodbye to KL again. Yeah. Don't forget that um, if you want to meet other travellers, if you have some questions about what we've talked about today or if you have any or any questions to do with travel, come to IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums, get your free community account and join in the conversation. And you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We've also got a library of books to share at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books books for everyone for solo travelers couples people going to europe all sorts of things and for some non-monetary ways of helping us out tell your friends about indie travel podcast invite them to our facebook page at facebook.com slash indie travel uh, we're close to three thousand people there and awesome. uh that is pretty cool or leave a five-star review for us on itunes and thanks in advance to about the 70 people that have done that awesome. it's really really cool you guys and rock good feedback for us and uh Nice to help other people find us as well. Well, that's us for this week. We need to go and explore KL. So until next week, travel well.